With over a decade focus on propelling global sustainability initiatives, Berkthora School of Doter knows navigating the road towards environmental stewardship requires unwavering commitment from every stakeholder. As Global Sustainability Director at OSER, Berkthora leads the charge on continuously seeking innovative mobility solutions that balance ecological health, social equity, and economic prosperity. During our conversation, Berkthora unpacks OSER's steadfast environmental effort, spanning greenhouse gas emissions, raw material efficiencies, renewable energies, diversity programs, science-based targets, and ushering in the circular economy across the healthcare industry. Join us for this passionate conversation on spearheading sustainable transformation and empowering an integrated ownership model that permeates every facet of business. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Berthora. A big welcome to our podcast today. Great to be here, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. Well, given your robust background in environmental science and devoting your career to advancing sustainable practices and fostering global environmental stewardship, I'm honored to have this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Berkthora, it's almost time for our community to learn about your passion for driving impactful change for OSER by championing initiatives that balance ecological health, social responsibility, and economic viability. But first, What's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? One advice. Well, looking at each and everybody, it's always this question about consumerism. Try to like look inward and think about what can I do to reduce my consumption. But apart from that, it's also about Take the discussion because there is so much ongoing within the field of sustainability with about the health of our world and all that and all kinds of views and opinions ongoing. And I would always advise everybody just to dig into and investigate and look for it, look for all kinds of information and take the discussion. It's so important to be active and it's also about being a responsible citizen. Listen to people and hopefully share some information with them. Well, Berthor, I appreciate it. I know this is teeing us up exactly for a wonderful conversation we're going to have today on this podcast. You know, I fully agree with it. We're starting to see shifts in the marketplace, not only on a personal level, but for businesses as well. And I'm excited for this. I think we're at a dawn of a new era. You start seeing now also investment funds are thinking about social investing, social responsibility around investing for whether it be a single person, companies or otherwise. So I think you're absolutely spot on. We as individuals, we as organizations, we as corporations, we need to start taking an active role in this discussion 
because frankly, it's impacting and will continue to impact every single human being on the face of this planet. Berkthora, has this been a passion for you personally for quite some time? I know after the commercial break, we'll talk about all the wonderful work happening within OSER around this. But for you personally, has this been something that you've been working on and personally passionate about for a number of years? Yeah, absolutely. And just thinking about like the core essence of sustainability to improve the health of the planet and leaving no one behind in the transition to a low carbon economy. I can't imagine no, somebody not being passionate about it because we are talking about our children and their quality of life into the future and the grandchildren. So yes, I'm very passionate about it and have been for quite some time. Well, I know we are teed up now for a wonderful conversation around your professional pursuits at OSER and beyond. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our Community Champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Berthora Skula Dotter, Global Sustainability Director at OSER. Berthora, thank you so much. You really set the tone and the stage for our conversation today at the very beginning of this episode. And it is all about needing for everyone to be a part of this conversation, to be thinking about it, whether it be personally, professionally, or otherwise. This is something that should be on all of our kind of roadmaps for life, if you will. So we're going to dive into all of that and more, Berkeley, not only from a perspective of your career, your story journey and becoming the Global Sustainability Director at OSER. I know you've been there now for a little over eight years. We're going to also discuss who is OSER, why is this notion of sustainability so important to the organization, and of course, what you're seeing in regards to down the road, future state, and what we should be thinking about as listeners around what you're seeing as a, being an expert in this space. Then, of course, how our community can be helping you and the OSER team. But for now, Berkthora, take us back a bit. Again, being at OSER now for over eight years, how did you get into this line of work in the first place? How did this all come to be? Why is this such a passionate part of your life, both personally and professionally? Take us a little bit on that journey. Well, way back, I was really fascinated by the human body. So I went and studied biochemistry. So I'm a biochemist and was in like the health tech. And I worked at a company called Decode Genetics about the human genome and, and like what causes diseases and all that. And then I thought, okay, this is all about like the micro, the micro, the really like the small things in the world, knowing everything about the genes and the proteins and how it functions and all that. At a certain point, I wanted to do the macro thing, going from micro to macro. And therefore I just changed course and studied 
sustainability. It's about like the big picture. And I have actually been very fortunate in my career. I studied abroad, so I'm located in Iceland now, but I studied abroad and I had the opportunity to live in an eco-village for three years and directing a sustainability center there. And it was so, so much fun, small village around 100 people. And there I had the opportunity to do a lot of like education and actually I was working with an American like nonprofit organization and established a university program there in this small village where American students came and studied how to live in harmony with nature. So it's so much fun. But after that, I worked for seven years in the Environment Agency of Iceland. It was all about regulations and like following up on the, what companies were doing and so on. I worked there for seven years, like I said. Very interesting. And I learned so much about like how it all works, like how the legislation is written and how it should be implemented and so on. But at a certain point, I wanted to, do, to switch focus and working at a company to really see how it all works when it comes to reality, all like the regulations and legislation and so on. And I joined ASUR eight years ago, first as an environmental specialist, but now taking on more and more responsibility. And now eight years later, I'm as a global sustainability director. Oh my gosh, what a fantastic journey, Bergthora. Thank you for sharing that. Before we dive a little bit more into who is OSER and why this notion of sustainability is so important to the organization. I got to ask, you know, this was a number of years ago where you were working with this eco village and thinking about sustainability on a macro level. I have to imagine you were probably an early adopter around these ideas, around this way of thinking for business and how we live personally as well. Were there many other colleagues around the world that you were able to talk to and think about these incredibly important topics back then, which we're just starting to really pay attention to today? I know this has been your body of work and your professional pursuit for a number of years, but when you first started, were you one of the few that were focusing in on this? <laughs> a good question. You know, maybe in the back in the days, it was more like a few strange people focusing on these issues. But I have always been fortunate to be working with people with passion for these issues, if you can say so. So, of course, I would not say that was very common back in the days, living in an eco-village and thinking about sustainability at that time. But I never thought it as, as I was like very isolated or something like that. My mantra has always been to make this practical. It's practical and there's a reason for it. It's so important that people can relate to it and that you meet each and everybody where they are and talk to them in such a way that they understand and, of course, want to join and engage. Well, you set me up perfectly, Bergthora, for a great transition into the organization that you've now been at for over eight years, a wonderful organization doing incredible work in the healthcare industry. And let's talk about practicality and these practical ideas around sustainability for business and for our globe just writ large. So first of all, before we go there, Bergthorat, can you share who is OSER? And then again, we'll then dive into why sustainability is so important to the organization. But let's first start. Who is OSER? OSER is a wonderful company <laughs> uh, with headquarters in Iceland, uh, focusing on improving people's mobility through the delivery of prosthetics, 
embracing and support and patient care. So the core purpose and the reason why Usud exists is to help people live a life without limitation. So if you think about sustainability, like the biggest impact Usud has is very positive, like helping people living a life without limitation. But then it's, of course, the question of how we deliver this wonderful service of improving mobility. Then we think about like the social part and the environmental part. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important. I mean, that you guys are definitely a national leader here in the United States and of course, all around the world. But again, this notion of sustainability, this is new for organization. And I think it's now time, it's time has come. I think we are now getting more and more ready for this on a broader level. But of course, Oster's leading the charge. And it is so exciting to be able to have you on the podcast today to discuss what you and the team are doing, why it's important to all of you and how everybody else tuning in our audience and others, and learn more from you and the OSER team of how they can maybe adopt these practices for their own companies as well. So let's first go there, Burke Thora. How did this notion of sustainability in regards to our environment, how did this first become so important to OSER in and of itself? Mm, I would say there are like many reasons. Of course, passionate people within the company, like a bottom-up and supportive management, but then, of course, all this external pressure, if you can say so. There's so many things ongoing, like you don't really watch the news anymore without seeing something on, like impact of climate change and so on. So it's a combination of many things. And of course, with the legislation, it's been like a little bit like the wild, wild west. But now we are seeing more alignment on the legislation, what companies need to show evidence of what they are saying, look at the greenwashing and so on. I think also like if you think about us and sustainability, the company values, they match perfectly when it comes to sustainability. It's honesty, frugality and courage. So because like sustainability is such a huge topic. So being humble about it. So it's very important. So as we always say, we show courage in setting ambitious targets but are very honest about where we stand and always keep frugality close to heart, even whether it's time, raw material use, cost, whatever, just the good business part. So I think it's, yeah, that it's a combination of many things, the reason why we really focus on this. Well, let's talk about a combination of those things and how you're focusing on it. So maybe some specific questions around this. Have you at the Team Oser, how have you guys been able to measure those sustainability outcomes? And if you have been able to measure those outcomes, what are some of the measurements that you do track? How do you track them? And how have you been doing as an organization? So for a few years now, we have been following the so-called NASDAQ guidelines when it comes to the measurements that we report on externally. So when on the environmental part, we are, of course, following the greenhouse gas emissions. That's our, like, the climate impact of ASUR. And also when it comes to waste and whatever impacts or like contributes to our greenhouse gas emission, we are talking about the transportation and distribution and so on. And recently we have now expanded our reporting to be in compliance with the science-based targets, the so-called. So now we have set science-based targets, which is best practice and what responsible companies are doing now. So we have 
mapped all the value chain and measured all applicable emissions from different emission categories, sent them out there for external validation, and then now it's the action plan to meet them. And like the these science-based targets, they are in line with what science says what needs to be done to keep global warming under 1.5 degrees. And it's like supporting the Paris Agreement. So we are very proud of that. And under the social pillar, we always talk about the three pillars of sustainability. It's the environment and it's the society and then it's the business or the economy. And on, under the social part, we are like a very much focused on gender equality and diversity and inclusion. And of course, it's like the safety, safety both of our employees and the safety of our end users also. We, of course, it's a medical device that we are placing on the market and very strict regulations on it, as it should be. And as on the governance side, just like no tolerance for like corruption or bribery and just like transparency, code of conduct and as that. So that's something that we are monitoring and have been doing for quite some time. And now we are transitioning into reporting according to a new legislation in Europe. It's called the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive. And it is a game changer. It's going to be a game changer in how companies are reporting on sustainability. And it will be possible now to really compare companies to each other because it's been like different standards and a lot of qualitative measurements. Now it's just like we're going into the same requirement as is for financial accounting with auditing and, and assurance. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's very exciting. And I cannot wait to see that, could, you know, more and more having adopting these measures and then seeing those actual reports, it's going to be extremely eye-opening. But let's talk some specifics around OSERT and how you are achieving some of these sustainability outcomes. What are some ways that OSER has reduced waste as an organization? So we are, of course, like both focusing on our products because like we are thinking about like our customers. How can we support them on their sustainability journey? So, of course, as I said, we are talking about medical devices. So we are not changing them so fast because like there are very strict regulations around it. But we have been able to do very good improvement on our packaging. So and we are very proud of that. We have like uh, defined our like, sustainability criteria on the packaging, both on the material used and also just like reducing the amount of packaging. So it's going to be take less space up in the storage room of the customer and also helping them to ensure that the packaging will be recycled. We have like labels on the packaging and how to recycle. And yeah. There are a lot of initiatives. I'm just thinking about like what to pick here. There certainly are a lot. Let's talk about that customer actually, Bert Thor. I think that's important as well. You know, it's one thing for an organization to be excited and passionate about sustainability or recycling or reducing your carbon footprint. But you talked about exactly that, that your customers now have clear directives around packaging or recycling and uh, you know, taking up less space and storage. What's the reception been like from your customers What's that feedback from them? I got to imagine they're probably very excited about it as well. Absolutely. And we are actively reaching out to them and just like to hear their expectation. How can we support you? What are the main challenges on your side when it comes to sustainability? And that's what we want to dive into. So we are 
ensuring that our focus and our efforts are in line with what our customers need. And that's, for instance, with the packaging and also on the products themselves, of course. We are like reaching out to here to look for options and opportunities, whether we can implement a leasing program, because that's, of course, a huge task and very interesting opportunity. Because as you know, we are like the world is more or less in a linear economy. We make, we use, and we throw away. And it's so awful if you think about like there are finite resources all over the, like on earth, and we cannot just like continue like this. And therefore now we are actively looking into any opportunities within the field where we are in and looking at this circular economy, whether it's like repurposing or reusing a certain parts, but like this, of course, all needs to be in alignment with the regulations because we never jeopardize the safety of the product. Absolutely. That is important. It's certainly a balancing act because when you think about the industry that we're in, healthcare, you have to obviously have a high threshold for the excellence of that product because at the end of the day, human beings are actually using it for their own bodies. So couldn't agree more on that, Bergthora. Let's also discuss, you know, part of this entire, you mentioned the linear economy, I couldn't agree more. We have to start thinking anew. We need to start really breaking down what we have been subscribed to for many years. One of those is our carbon footprint, right? And making sure that we are working diligently, not as just, you know, singular persons, but companies, governments, organizations, or otherwise, how is OSER going about in reducing its carbon footprint? So we now have been able to cut quite a lot of emission. So even though I do not want to go so into deep on the definitions of those different emissions categories, but when we think about like us as own operations, like from the operations, we have now for three years now been able to only use green electricity. So that's like a very good and big milestone from ours and the commitment that we are like have set and to continue. Also part of our uh, direct emissions, it's our like leased cars. We have a very robust and ambitious targets on like changing from fossil fuel cars to electric cars. And now have we reached the 20% goal this year and up to, I think it was for 2030 that we are going to be above 75%. So it's very important that this is something that we can really do. And then the biggest impact like emissions wise of us is the raw materials. We are talking about, we are a manufacturing company and the biggest impact like with any other companies come from raw materials. And we have analyzed all of these emissions and we have spotted opportunities, for instance, like looking into substituting raw materials with uh, raw materials that with less environmental impact or less emission. Well, thank you for that, Bergthor. It's an exciting current state and all the wonderful things happening. But before we talk about a little future state of not only where OSER is going, but where you also see industry going kind of writ large, before we go there, I have to kind of put a bow on all of this and kind of wrap it up into one question for you. Berkthora, what are you most proud of in OSER's sustainability efforts? Today, actually it was yesterday, where we launched our Responsible for Tomorrow program, which is like an umbrella program for all our sustainability efforts. And I'm really, really proud of that. It's across departments and we are ensuring that the responsibility 
lies within each and every department. And instead of like building a big sustainability department, we want to integrate it into each and every department. And I'm very proud of this program. We have a clear ownership, both from R&D looking into eco-design, clear ownership from operations looking into uh, raw material efficiency, and also with our supply chain. We have reached out to our suppliers with the biggest impact, uh, sent a survey out to them to see what they are doing when it comes to sustainability and being this like having them on board, encouraging them, and also just like to show them, taking the discussion and showing them what they can do to improve. And then we also have a special work stream and ownership from our commercial department on circular economy, looking into some ways to there. Then also a separate work stream on the legislation. It is, we need to talk about it. It may be boring, but it is so important to talk about the legislation. And I think like maybe the biggest challenge that I am facing is that like legislation has been like changing very fast and explaining and having people on board to understand like what is coming, what we need to do because the legislation is changing and for people to understand that. And I think, and I believe, and I'm really sure about that, that with this program that we are launching, we will have this much more clear with the ownership. And then of course, with the clear reporting and external and internal communications. Yes. Thank you for all of that. that is a very, very exciting roadmap that is already in front of your team that you are already executing on. I would be incredibly proud of all of that as well, Bergthora. Let's talk a little future state now as well. We'll take the crystal ball off of my imaginary shelf over here. We'll look into it for a little bit. And let's talk about really two things. Obviously, OSER is absolutely leading the charge. One of the industry leaders in really thinking through what sustainability means to business, right? And how we continue to think through the notion of having this as a core part of business. So let's discuss this for our audience, Bergthora. Where do you see things heading? let's say next three, five years or so around this notion of sustainability and business, right? These are two things that I think people are still learning how to integrate, if you will. But then also, where is OSER going to continue to go towards? Obviously, a very exciting time now and which has led up to today and having OSER become a national leader because of it and international leader. But where do you see things also heading for the organization for the next kind of three to five years as well. So again, on the macro being an expert in this space, what should we be thinking about as an audience tuning in around this notion of sustainability in business and where is OSER going to be as well? I think OSER is going to be in a good place. We have the roadmap, but like the big challenge on our hand is to be able to decouple our growth from raw material use. Going back to like the, the, the program that I was explaining. But as we have set it out, and it's going to be much more aligned with and clear ownership within the company, I think that we are going to be a leading example on how to implement this. Because you can always plan and plan and plan. Now it's action time. We have set it out, and now it's action time. Also with the science-based target that I was talking about, and engaging with our customers. This is going to be ongoing for quite some time. And I believe that in three, four years time, because 
we have the targets that most companies that have set those targets, the science-based targets, the near-term targets is 2030. And that's around the corner if you think about it. So we are moving fast and we are going to be moving fast. Is there any advice that you would have for executives or leaders that are tuning into this episode as they start contemplating what sustainability might mean for their organization? What is that one, maybe one or two pieces of advice and that if you were able to talk to them directly that you would give to them about thinking through these targets and how to get there because you're absolutely spot on. Things are moving incredibly fast. How do we start thinking about this? What are those one or two pieces of advice that you would give to others that are tuning in? that are wanting to have this as part of their organizational roadmap as well? I think like the one advice I would give is to ensure that there is like the ownership of sustainability is not somewhere hidden in like on, like on the table for one person or a small team or something like that. It needs to be integrated. It's supposed to be like the ownership of the executive team and then integrated into all departments. And of course, I just want to highlight, we are not only talking about the environmental impact, we're also talking about like the social equity and all that, like being responsible in that too. And of course, with the governance, transparent and like I was saying before, like no tolerance for corruption or bribery or something like that. So it needs to be owned by the management and at the same time, ensuring the grassroots is allowed to work on it because it's an investment from a company side. It's an investment to say, yes, I want you to work on this and you have time to do it. Or if you want to just hire new people, but at the same time, it's okay also just to add one dimension to the job that people are doing. I absolutely love that notion. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I, I'm hearing that more and more from my colleagues across the company that people are thinking about this new dimension. Like for instance, like, okay, we are going into this project. How will it impact sustainability? So it makes me very happy. Well, one thing that I absolutely took from that uh, piece of advice is this notion of don't have it hidden away. And it should permeate all aspects of the business. I absolutely love that. I think that is wonderful advice. And we need to be doing this more and more. The time has come. This is something that is of great importance, not as you mentioned at the very front of this episode, it's not just for us, but it's for our children and our grandchildren and beyond. So a very important aspect that this shouldn't just be something that is hidden away. This needs to permeate an entire organization. I love that. Berthora, we have an incredible audience that's rallied around this podcast. Some of our best thinkers, some of our best executives and leaders that are part of moving the healthcare industry forward, and they love to help. They love to get involved with our audience. Uh, our audience loves to get involved with our guests. What's one problem, need, or question that you have that our community can be helping you with? Mm, good question. So like on the practical side, I talked about the circular economy, which like makes absolute sense if you think about it. But the challenge is really to, if you think about repurposing, or recycling of materials, then you have to have the solution out there. I'm just like thinking about like the market of recycled products, recycled material, because we have challenged, we may have some very specific waste from our production, even though we always 
try to minimize it as much as possible. But we have been facing the challenge of there is no solution out there. Like for instance, with our carbon fibers, we have like tried for years to find a feasible solution to recycle or repurpose the carbon fibers, both from the manufacturing and even from the products themselves. So it's not even though we do really want to do good, the solution isn't out there. Well, for our audience that is interested in having that conversation to figure out where those solutions might lie, how do they get a hold of you, Burke Thora? Social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they connect with you online? I'm on LinkedIn. Just wondering whether the letters are Icelandic there or in English, but my, I'm on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, for our listening community, there'll be a simple link to click through to Burke Thora's LinkedIn, and that'll be easy to find. Of course, you can head over to Oser.com as well. And then lastly, Burke Thora, for our community tuning in that may want to look online and better understand, you know, what this initiative is. What is this name of this initiative? If people are looking online and to learn more about what OSER is doing, what is the name of the initiative for them to learn? So also on LinkedIn, we have had some campaigns sharing the experience and all the great initiatives that have been doing for quite some time now. So OSER.com, both like the website, but I would rather look on LinkedIn. Uh, very good and short and concise examples you can find there. Excellent. And for our community, also in regards to looking on LinkedIn, feel free to look up online or Google, LinkedIn or otherwise, Responsible for Tomorrow. I know OSER has been really passionate about these initiatives and making sure that others can learn from it. So thank you for those contact points. Again, for our listening community, Scroll on down into your episode notes to find those contact points online for Burke Thora and the OSER team, or head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode where you can leave comments, feedback, or otherwise, and to connect with Burke Thora and the team, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Burke Thora, this has been an insightful, exciting, and wonderful conversation, one I've been waiting for for quite some time. But as we wind this conversation down, we do have one more piece for you because obviously you're a global leader in this and somebody that finds incredible passion in it every day with the work that you are driving, not only for OSER, but for industry and for our globe writ large. I have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because I strive to improve whatever I do and empowering people to join me. I love it. I love it. Excellent. Well, Burke Thora, thank you so much again for taking the time to be with us, to share your wonderful journey around this notion of sustainability and what it means for us as leaders and executives in the healthcare industry and beyond. I uh, certainly appreciate the time and all the wonderful work that you're helping lead at OSER and beyond. But for now, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.